they charge me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Good afternoon, fellow patriots, and welcome back to another episode of Allegedly Bravo, the podcast about all things Bravo reality show crime. I'm Lauren, and this is my co-host. I'm Cash, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Cash, everyone. Welcome back. (laughs) How are you? It's been a while. It has been like two weeks. I feel like I don't even recognize you anymore. Well, you don't because I'm no longer in the loft. I am back in my apartment. (laughs) Yeah. How does that feel, by the way? Crazy. Do you feel like you could stretch your legs? Like, you know, like when a dog gets out of bed and they like lean backwards and forwards. Yeah. And I, I feel humbled because before we used to think this apartment was way too small, but then really going and living in a 200 foot, 250 square foot loft. will, you know, it's a real punch to the gut. Wow. 200. Wow. Okay. All right. I didn't know it was that. I didn't know that's where you were at. I'm glad I didn't know. Cause I would have come there and like busted you out of that joint. And I just didn't have the time. You know, it was a dark phase. It's what I assume everybody's quarantine was like that lived in New York City during the peak of COVID, you know, where you don't have an outdoor space. Exactly. And let me just like put it into perspective, like you as a DA had to go to work and had to go into office. Um, The rest of us as not DAs experienced that. Yeah. And that's actually something Lauren and I talked about a lot during COVID because Lauren had a hard time during COVID. And I was like, Lauren, it's not that bad. And she's like, you and your boyfriend both get to go to work. I'm like, you don't understand. You work with the public. How are you feeling after the exam? Oh my God. And that's how long it's been. Like, I feel like we've, I feel like a year has passed in between, in between the time that I left that God awful residence. Yeah. And you taking the bar exam and now you're like on the move and groove, like you're applying for homes and you're currently in what we call a rental bidding war, you guys. Oh my God. First of all, I no longer feel bad for landlords. That ended last week when I got into an actual bidding war (laughs) over rent. Me and my boyfriend are on the phone together coming up with our bid. I'm crying. He's telling me we have to be able to talk about these things. We got outbid. Goodbye. Bidding war for rent. For rent. I'm like, let that settle in. I'm sorry, landlord. No longer do you have my empathy. No, no. It's like, it's being a landlord. It's like being a hot guy, you know, where girls are just throwing themselves at you. Oh, there's no work. And it's like, sorry, can't feel bad for you. No, I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Anyway, people don't care, but where I'm at, I know I'm so sorry. Yeah, Yeah, me too. So sorry. So boring. But I have a, I have something to talk about. Okay. I'm here to listen. I do want to just like really issue an apology because, you know, every Uh week I feel like we are so gung ho about my audio and we were really, really excited last week that my audio or sorry, the last two weeks ago when we posted that my audio was great. And I'm going to tell you, I listened to it and it was dog shit. It was dog so, shit, but you know what? It, we're doing our best. Okay. It, but look, I was in a place where I was, had my 28 inch iMac on my bed. Listen, I don't I was, want you to feel like you have to make excuses. Oh no, I'm going to defend myself. And I was okay. 27 seltzers deep, Yeah, you know, and your girl got a little too excited. And so that, that microphone was whipping back and forth. We, we, so we've officially traded places because 
now is the mover in this relationship. Mm-hmm. My microphone is whipping back and forth. So I apologize in advance. It's not going to be perfect. And guess what? Yeah. I'm not a sound engineer. But you know what? We I'm not-, not even a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a better space mentally, which is the most important part. That's really all that matters. Mentally, oh my we're God. great. We have gained a lot of new followers. Oh and my we God, I thought you were new- going to say, wait, I was like, oh, don't I, talk about I, it. Okay. You want to talk about something traumatic? I, I had to be right? in a bathing suit in front of my skinny friends and family two weeks in a row because I mean, I was like burying everybody the last two weeks. I know. Yeah. So yeah, I put a bikini on in front of my family and you know, I was loud and proud. You have to be, it's like, you know what, this is my body and this is, and and if you feel a way about it, I guess that really sucks for you because I don't feel a way about it and you're one with the feeling. So goodbye. So I rocked that bikini, you know, high-waisted, of course. Tits out for the fam. Yeah. The tits were out. My mom said, Dear God, put those away. Were you, you like, know? you gave them to me. So I yeah. will not be these yeah, cooked I, in your uterus. Yeah, so like, thank you. Not everyone's has the luxury of having a breast reduction, Les. Okay. Les. Okay. So unless you would like to sponsor a reduction. That being said, hey, everybody, go to our little me. store. <laughs> yeah. We have a little merch store and we made cute little shirts and like go buy them because cash mm. needs a breast reduction. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know, you need to advance your rent six months. So I know, and I need to get out of a bit more. So can you guys go buy our shirts, please? Wait, can we really talk about the merch though? Really quickly. Yes. You guys, the sweatshirt I have, I got a double XL in the gray, like the Heather gray color with our logo on it. It is big and baggy on me. It is so comfortable and so soft. And I've gotten so many compliments on it and trying it on. I was just like, Oh my God. I'm obsessed with this sweatshirt. It is. It is so soft. It's so movable, breathable. I took the bar in it. Like you want to talk oh about God. it? Shut up. You of did. Of course. Of course. Yes, I'm going to take yes. the bar in my merch. Of course. Channel that energy. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a fucking badass. You think I'm not going to take the bar exam in the sweatshirt I drew? And you know, I was wearing it when I recently got pulled over. And I oh. pulled the, you know, the scales of justice, just really leaned that towards the deputy officer that pulled me over. You're like and leaning she, the other way. Yeah. So he can only see your front and not your back. <laughs> yeah. He can just see the scales of justice. And I'm going to tell you, I got out of the ticket and I wasn't looking cute. No, so you know what? I, it was the scales of justice, not the titties. Unless it was the titties on the scale of justice. I mean, there you are, know? there are four. Yeah. So that man did have six tits to look at. And that was probably, yeah. he said, it's too early. Yeah. And you know, there are people out there that do, I guess, like a high scoop net, you know, of sorts. Like a crew I net. love a high scoop. Yeah. I'm a crew net gal. I don't love a hoodie. So I'll, I'll wear a hoodie, but I have anxiety. So I feel as though the hoodie is reaching up like those little strings. If they're not always in my mouth, because I ha- like am a freak. It, well, are you like that? What is with putting shit in your mouth? Absolutely. And that's so funny you say that because I was wearing my Fordham Law sweatshirt today and I looked down at the strings and I was like, why is that cracked? And I was like, oh, I forgot to put it in my mouth every second. And then also the problem with uh, hoodies that I hate is the string, depending on the type of sweatshirt, oh. will come out in the wash. And it's like, I'm not spending 14 hours of my day trying to put that thing back in. 
you know, today's going to be a wild episode. You guys. It already is wild because it's I don't know, we've how, I don't on, know how long we've been talking. Yeah, we've gone on 18 million tangents. But just so you guys know, the topic we are going to be talking about today is our Miss Jen Shaw. We are going to be oh, running right. an update and things are going to get wild. And I do want to let everybody know before we get started, specifically when I say everyone, I mean Kelly, our oh. seltzer queen. I almost want to call her King Kelly. King Kelly's no. Corner. King yeah. Kelly's Seltzer Corner. Yeah, King Kelly Seltzer Corner, because uh, I hate to say it, but I'm not drinking a seltzer. I am drinking a sparkling rosé because I have been seltzered out because that's, that's all I've been drinking at last weekend at the my grandpa's memorial, pounding seltzers. But wow. I will say I did find a new one and they're called, I think it's actually, I don't know what they're called. I think it's Yizzy, maybe Vizzy. Oh, you said Vizzy Smart Water. Vizzy Smart Vizzy Seltzer. Smart water. Something, but it's got antioxidants in it and, you know. You know what? As a, as a thicker, as a thicker girl, it's important to get your vitamins wherever you can get them. You know. Oh, for sure. And if it's from the Celts, it's from the Celts. I'm drinking. I, you know, the exact same thing I had last time. Topo Chico. Okay, so we got some great news today. Our Salt Lake City ladies are back gracing our screens September 12th, a month basically from yesterday, and we were able to watch the trailer. What were your thoughts? We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life. It's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. Oh my God. I had so many thoughts. I mean, first of all, just so exciting to have these women back. Like it's so rare that we get to just like fully bask in the ambiance of what is a new franchise Mm -hmm. and get to know like a whole new community of people. And then all of a sudden they're like involved in legal shit and potentially running a cult and we fall in love with them. And then shit hits the fan and we have to wait almost a year to re-engage. I know. And Meredith Marks is fully engaged. And, you know, I never thought I would say this, but I'm so glad that we have her son back because I, I need his level of cattiness for the Jen Shaw of it all. Um, he is the only person that can put Jen Shaw in her place. Yeah. But I will say the most shocking appearance that I saw during that trailer were Meredith Marks's breast that seemed to not have settled yet from her surgery. Okay. I was going to say, what has, what has gone on in Meredith's body? Because it does look like her boobs are bigger. Good for her. Yeah. No, great for her, but they were, it was, it was, I mean, here's the deal. As we just discussed, like COVID has been a long journey. She probably got her surgery kicked down the road. You know how they were like postponing all those like surgeries Mm -hmm. that didn't really matter. So like, I, I guess her boobs to some didn't matter to me. I would have liked them settled. I'm sure she would have too, yeah. but I'm here for it. I love, I love, I love her plastic surgery. Okay. I love when we, 
wait really quickly. Can yeah. we just get into the fact that Jen Shaw, like in a moment of like, if there was ever an example of projection, when Jen Shaw calls Meredith Marks a fraud. And the reason why Jen was like indicted or whatever. It was, it was so shocking. And it was so interesting too. I invite you to go back and listen to the trailer or watch the trailer and listen to Jen Shaw's voice. Like you can hear that shake in her voice. Ah, yeah. And you can tell like she is shaking in her boots. But it's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today. Which is Jen. Which is Jen. Because, you know, Miss Confidence out there who is acting like nothing's been, nothing's been going on, living her life, going to gay pride, pretending like she's the greatest human ever. She's in that. She's in some hot water people because we're going to go through the most recent updates we have since the last time we talked about her. And there have been a handful There have been a handful, you guys. Okay, like, first of all, let's just, I guess, let's just get right into it. Like, super excited. Um, Let's talk about the fact that her little um, attorney made an appearance. Well, let's talk about the fact that her big attorney from Buckley LLP, you guys, which was a huge law firm that was representing her. And Lauren and I did a deep dive on them a couple episodes ago. They, all of the men come from like Harvard, Yale, huge prestigious law firms or sorry, law schools. Very, very, very smart. And they're the ones who initially represented Jen Shaw in the early stages of her proceedings. And they have recently withdrawn because Miss Jen Shaw wants to hire a new attorney. And I think her last name is Chandri. And so what I think, and this is me speculating, obviously, I think what happened is their rates were way too high. They gave her an opportunity to step like pay her bill and step away and hire counsel that she could afford, which she did. Um, And I think we got, they filed that notice because we got a notice of appearance of attorney, I think in early, late January or July. Uh Right. Yeah. Like the 30th, I think or so. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then we had a notice of an attorney appearance in early oh. August because they don't withdraw until later, the right. Buckley LLP. But right. so Sean Chaudhry is like involved. She's going, she's moving, she's grooving, she's handling everything. And then the court on August 2nd responded to a memo that uh, Shaw's new attorney had filed. She had filed a motion to strike. If you guys remember earlier, I think it was like, two or three weeks ago, we talked about this. Um, Her new attorney had filed a motion to strike the sentencing submission that was filed by the government. Which is that letter that was like, Mm -hmm. Jen's the worst. Look at how bad. It was the tears where it's like, Jen Shaw's tier number one. Yeah, tier (laughs) number one. Tier, tier, they did have A, B, C, D, E, and now they have tier zero or whatever. Like they have tier one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So her attorney was like, Hey, look, this is overly prejudicial. It's not fair to my client. It's not fair because she hasn't entered a plea. And the government came back and said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. The court actually asked us to do this because they wanted um, sentencing related to one of a co defendant or another defendant regarding the relative culpability of defendants within this telemarketing scheme. Yeah. So they're like, We fucking asked for it. Like, uh huh. You can't say no because we said give it. So then court comes in and says, "Hell no, we're denying that. Your motion to stri- strike is denied." 
defense then comes back on August 2nd and files another memo saying, Hey, look, like, I know that you guys filed your, I think the court ruled on it, but I want to give you more information. And so it was just another attempt basically for the defense to try and persuade the, the court to strike the motion, but the court once again denied it and they did it in the shadiest fashion. Yeah, no, literally the court was like, you know what? I have the time to act as though I have no time. What did they do? They The court wrote in like pen, like blue gel pen at the top. <laughs> and they're like, no, they go to the extent this letter is a request to. You can't I even read you it. You can't even read it. You so literally can't read the- the only part you can read is that it's denied. <laughs> you, know, you know what? It reminds me of like, you know, when you like go to a restaurant or like you see on Reddit or stuff like people who went to restaurants and they're like, I think that actually your tip is God's gift of life. Zero dollars. Uh-huh. Like that's that's like what it looks like on this piece of paper. So in Jen Shop, her second letter to the court saying, hey, look, please like listen to this evidence. Like, again, we want to tell you that basically the government never informed us that the court had requested the sentencing submission. And because of that, it's prejudicial to the defendant. And they also allege that the government is trying to like bury all of this evidence against Jen Shaw. And they're asking the court to again, issue a bill of particulars. And so, you know, judge Stein says, nah, sorry, don't care. And he signed it in the upper upper right-hand corner in a gel pen. (laughs) I mean, so that's like strike one for Jen. It's not great. And the strikes just keep coming. They just keep coming. Okay. So then, so after August 2nd, the court then ordered another or issued another order regarding Brady. So if you remember, defense came out and sent and submitted this huge motion where they alleged like seven to eight different types of reasons why the case should be dismissed, whether or not evidence should be suppressed. It's what we went through in our two episodes back yeah. and forth. And so the court's coming back now and issuing orders regarding the defense's request. And so one of those was regarding Brady information. So this was an order that was entered on August 3rd, was entered by Judge Stein, who's the judge that's overseeing this matter. They, the government has made and has agreed to comply basically with this discovery request that's come from defense. So there's really no evidence before the court to suggest that the government has in any way violated this Brady obligation. At it's all. like, they're saying like, we're working on it. Yeah. So the court's recognizing that the government's working on it and is continuing to produce this information to defense, but it's, but wants to inform the government saying, Hey, look, like if you don't do this, remember this is grounds to either grant a continuance, impose evidentiary sanctions, impose sanctions against the attorney. They could potentially even dismiss charges against Jen Shaw. So it feels like kind of like one of those things where like your, par- like your parent knows you're kind of like dragging your foot at like mm-hmm. cleaning your room. And they're like, listen, yeah, we know you're cleaning your room, but we just so you know, we're not going to Disneyland until that room is clean. <laughs> yeah. So the, <laughs> so the court is just, I think, reaffirming the importance of Brady obligations is telling the defense, hey, look, we understand your concern, but really there's nothing we can do at this point because the government's complying. And then also tells the government, hey, look, if there's information that you're not producing to defense because you think that it could potentially compromise the safety of a victim, a witness, it could potentially be a risk to national security. 
It contains sensitive law enforcement techniques that could compromise, you know, governmental investigation. Then really they're required to bring that to the court and say, hey, look, we're asking for this modification. Um, And they can always issue a protective order, but they have to go to the court. They can't just make these decisions on their own. It's just it is to promote transparency and to make sure that the government's not withholding any type of inculpatory exculpatory evidence. Yeah. Just like it's like with all the we got to have all of it out there. Yes. Mention it all in the way. So so right now, I think really what the court's saying is, hey, look like your order on Brady is premature you know, but we're going to deny it without prejudice. So you can bring it back if you want. But right now there's no way for, there's no really, there's no grounds for the court to order this, this uh, order on Brady. Yeah. So the, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So then we're moving on to August 4th. Well, we don't know what happened on August. We don't know. Because we're going through the docket right now and Mm -hmm. like to go through all of these documents to like, let you guys know, like what the hell is going on what the hell is going on around here? And on August 4th, there was a document filed under seal. So unfortunately I'm not sure what that document is. I don't think you're sure, you know, you're unsure, but no idea on the fifth, there was a memorandum and opinion regarding the bill of particulars, which if you guys remember is when Jen was like, well, okay, but at least tell me, at least tell me what I did. No, it was more on, it was more than just the bill of particulars. This is what this memorandum and opinion is really, really focusing on that initial motion filed by defense for the motion to dismiss the motion to suppress. Oh, the you know big, how, like, uh, let's call yeah. it, I don't know how many there are, but let's, I think there's seven. Let's call it the big seven. Yeah. So it was like the big seven, the court had issued its order regarding Brady separately. Right. Um, but I this think is they, the rest of it. Yeah, because I don't think they even address it in this memorandum of an opinion, but they go deep, you guys. And let's just say it ain't great. It's not great. It's not good for Jenny. So with regard to the bill of particulars where the defense was saying, hey, look, like the government has so much discovery and so much information. They're hiding it basically in these millions of dollars or sorry, not millions of dollars, millions of emails and e-discovery that the defense can't prop. Yeah, documents that the the defense can't properly or can't really create like, a defense too, because they can't. It's too hard it. to look. Yeah. So this is kind. Of, this was a huge blow to Jen Shaw's defense. So she says. So the court denied her bill of particulars. The court acknowledged that there was a high volume of discovery, but stated that the government had shown that in its it was in the process of responding to defendants' requests for information. So it's very similar to like that Brady order. Yeah. Where the government, where the court said, Hey, look, the government's complying. Like there's nothing we can do at this time. And it's the exact same thing with this bill of particulars. The government is where they're like saying like, just wait a sec. Like, yeah, we get it, but wait a minute. Yeah. So the, the court saying, Hey, look, like they're responding to your discovery requests and there's nothing that they've done yet to allow for, you know, a motion to compel or in this case, a bill of particulars. And remember the court said like bill of particulars, they never, they're rarely ever, 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 ever granted ever. So this is like expected for them to kind of like, no, we're not doing that. So really quickly through her bill of particulars. So, 
So at oral argument, the defense affirmed that it would continue to relay specific discovery requests to the government, and the government affirmed that it would continue to work with the defense to provide requested information. So because the defense had received and will continue to receive information from the government that will assist them in preparing their defense, the motion to compel a bill of particulars as to the defendant is denied without prejudice. She's kind of screwed on that right now, unless she's able to prove she can bring that motion again if she's able to find evidence that a bill of particulars is necessary. But right now, the court's saying, you ain't got enough evidence. So are they saying that for all of the seven things that she was like asking for? It's they're all like, wait, you're too. No, no, no. So this is just for the bill of particulars related to the elements of the crimes. Remember? I would assume the government's still building their case and it's, it's, it's going to take time. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if obviously Shaw doesn't take a plea deal, I wouldn't be surprised if this trial doesn't go, doesn't start until this time next year because of the amount of discovery. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much. So Mm -hmm. within the big seven, they also had the request to suppress evidence derived from that search warrant, Mm -hmm. which they remember we were like the fruits of the poisonous tree because we're really good at puns. So it, it looks like Jen Shaw withdrew her motion mm-hmm. with guarding, like just regarding though, the email Jen Chromecast.com. So, so really in regards to like the, the fruits of the poisonous tree, she still wants everything else except for Jen Shaw S H A at Chromecast.net. Okay. And then she's all remember she goes, but also we need the disclosure of the grand jury minute. And this, the court yeah. is like, uh no this judge is shady and i love it this judge is like savage it's like oh okay oh you want that let me think really hard yeah uh-uh. because he was like uh there's absolutely no basis for this and the motions denied so she moved for disclosure of the grand jury minutes under federal rule of uh, criminal procedure six per an e per in three per in capital e per in two Ugh. I know nobody cares about that. I know, I know, I know. But what that is saying, so that federal rule of criminal procedure really outlines who can and cannot receive a copy of the grand jury minutes. So I think that's why it was so easy to deny this request because she doesn't qualify under any of those um, exemptions. Like this was really her doing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, but it was like dry spaghetti. None of it was wet. It was like, this isn't even the kind of spaghetti that would even think about sticking. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Shannon Jimenez-Sassone, a former NYPD misconduct investigator, a podcaster, and a videographer. I'm Nat W. I've been a social worker for a hot minute. Working alongside the police left us with more doubt than encouragement. Uh, We've tried in our career fields to be doers and it still feels impossible. Is it even possible to work alongside the police and not be part of the police state? Fixing it does start with having the conversations. It's everything that you should know about the police. It's going to be a hard conversation, but it's a hard topic. Not an Arc podcast premieres Tuesday, January 17th on all streaming platforms. Yeah, it's like that spaghetti that sticks out of your pot that's too small and then catches on fire. Oh, my God. Have you ever had that happen? Of course. Every pot, every pot of spaghetti. There's one rogue dry noodle 
that ends up by the, where the fire comes out. And it's like, what's that smell? How do you burn water? And you're not just, burning water. I just remember being so poor in undergrad that I only really like, do you remember where you would like move around and you would only have one or two pots? And uh, I had this, yeah. well, and for my, and for me, it was a walk and this like small little pot. And so I couldn't understand. I was like, why is my spaghetti burning? Cause I was oh using this God. tiny little pot. The spaghetti was sticking out. There was, so say it's like a nine inch spaghetti, six inches of it were fucking sticking out. Oh yeah. That'll burn Etching. it. So that's when I switched to penne. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that's when I learned that you have to break the spaghetti before you put it in. Yeah. And then okay. you, you can't be fancy and use a spoon to twirl the spaghetti around the fork because it's simply yeah. not long enough to make one rotation. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It can't be. You can't fit it no. in a pot. Yeah. Okay. So now moving on to her request to dismiss the superseding indictment. So the court stated that her request does not serve even, this is funny. Wait, hold on. I want to pull the actual exact language from it because it made me LOL. So in the, she says that Shaw moves to dismiss the superseding indictment because it fails to allege facts sufficient to establish that Shaw joined the conspiracy willfully and with the specific intent to defraud and two, allege that fraudulent material promises were made to the victims. This is the court's response. Uh oh. Neither contention survives even a cursory scrutiny. There is like the judge basically just said, like, even if everything you said was true, it doesn't even pass the level of me caring. Yeah. The court says looking at even what you like, what you alleged in point number one and two, looking at that simply on its face is not enough. Yeah. It's just not enough. It's not enough. We need more. It ain't great. It ain't great. And so this is the part that I wanted to read. The court says the superseding indictment here sufficiently alleges that Shaw joined the telemarketing conspiracy willfully and was specific to an intent to defraud. If if it specifies that Shaw generated and sold leads to other participants in the telemarketing scheme for use by their telemarketing sales floors with the knowledge that individuals they had identified as leads would be defrauded by other participants. Participants in the scheme sold alleged services purporting to make the management of victims' businesses more efficient or profitable, but at no point did the defendants intend that the victims would actually earn any of the promised returns on their attendant investment, nor did the victims actually earn any actual returs. Wait, the the judge said that? Well, he's citing the language from the complaint. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying. But he's reiterating. Basically, yeah. yeah. So then he says the indictment also alleges that Jennifer Shaw, a.k.a. Janet, and Stu Chains willfully and knowingly did combine, conspire, confederate, and agree together and with each other to commit wire fraud in connection with the conduct of telemarketing. These allegations specifically allege Shaw's willful participation in the scheme to defraud and are sufficient to inform Shaw of the charges against her. And guys, I hate to say it, but that's not all, but I'm not going to bore you by reading it all. But right. I mean, if I were Jen, I'd be freaking the fuck out and I'd be figuring out how to enter a plea deal. Okay, speaking of plea deal, let's just go through the rest. Like the rest were all denied. So like just goodbye. The rest. Oh, wait. So really quickly, yeah. 
So the request to suppress the post-arrest statements. Remember, she had itchy eyes. Like all my eyes are, I can't see it. Ow! The judge saw right through that bullshit. The court stated that. Oh yeah. So the court stated that based on the totality of the circumstances taken from the affidavits in the record, as well as the fact, you guys, that the court listened to the recording of the interrogation. Do you think they listened to our repeat or that actual recording? I think they listened to us and our dramatic reading of it because that was more compelling, I'm sure, than the actual interrogation. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was easier to understand, too, because we're just like very cohesive. So then the court said, look, we find that her Miranda waiver was decidingly voluntary. Not great. I mean, honestly, she even said in her paperwork, like, I knew what was going on. I read it. He read it. We read it together out loud. We held hands and read it. We read it in different languages. Yeah. We read it one by one and I signed it. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. The judge isn't buying it, which means the jury is probably not going to buy it. So the last thing that they really, they kind of addressed the Brady disclosures, but we already talked about that in the prior order. And then the last one is that Jen Shaw made a request to compel the post-arrest statements of the co-defendant. This is very who's, similar. Who's Stu Chains. Stewie Chains. So she wanted the whatever Stu said. She's all, give me what Stu said. Yeah. Because she obviously wants to know what he said. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Stu Chains turns against her. Oh, I um, mean, yeah. more on that later. So the defense argued that Stu Chains statements are necessary because they contain potentially Brady information. The court denied this without prejudice because Shaw had conceded that the government had already provided the five statements from Stu Chains that may contain Brady material. So this is like very similar. There's really no grounds to compel the post arrest statements because the government again is complying. So unless the government fails to comply, fails to produce this evidence, then we'll get into like the nitty gritty where the court could potentially be ordering produce this information but you have to have some evidence that the that the government's withholding it if they're actively participating in providing you with information it's going to be difficult moral of the judge's ruling or like to synthesize it into one sentence is the this judge stamped a big old stamp that said give me a minute give the whole thing a minute you have no legs to stand on with regard to your motion to dismiss like the government's hit the nail on the head they got enough evidence unfortunately you're gonna have to weed through the evidence as the government gives it to you yeah that's just the name of the game you can set jury trial dates yeah you can set jury trial dates but right now really all the evidence that you think should be suppressed is coming in so good luck good luck to you jennifer i think that's really what the judge is saying and so the next thing that was filed after this order was the declaration by her prior attorneys to withdraw officially. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was really, really nothing salacious involved in that. It was simply that Jen Shaw had hired that new attorney to come in. Buckley LLP was like, okay, we're out. Bye. And they they're just, just to- they're just doing the right thing. They're saying, hey, listen, we got this woman up to speed. You know, yeah. she's up to snuff. She knows what's going on. Yeah, we would like to leave now, but it's like we said, like you can't just fucking bounce like sometimes in certain situations, like when there's actually like hearings happening and active ongoing proceedings. Yeah, shit has actually hit the fan like Mm -hmm. your attorney can't just bounce like even 
you know, usually if you get a new one, your attorney can just bounce. However, this is a huge case. So, huge yeah, case. They're going to kind of be like, listen, yeah, you can leave as soon as this lady is up to snuff or else. Can you imagine how much further the can could get kicked down the road? If Jen oh. was just like hiring and firing attorneys, like all the time, like this, this, this ability to leave is good because it allows everyone the chance to be like, whoa, I can't, well, but it, you know, you don't want to prolong litigation. And at least in my experience, the hiring a new attorney is grounds for a continuance because there are certain obligations that an attorney has to meet, you know, in proceeding with a criminal case. Yeah. And so, because somebody's life and liberty is on the line. And so they have to be able to, yeah. And they have to be able to, you know, defend your case. And so it, yeah, that's a really interesting point. They could, they, they could, she could potentially utilize continuances and substitutions of attorneys as a way to stall the proceedings. But I'm just telling you all the time, like we had an old guy who would just be like, I'm on oxygen. I can't go to court. And it's like, bitch. And like, you're not honestly, he wasn't though. Like, I'm not trying to talk shit. But for this case, I think it'd be extremely detrimental given the complexity of the allegations against her and the pure, like sheer volume of the discovery. It, it's never, it's not going to be good. And it's just going to piss the government off more and more. And it's going to give the government more time to prove their case, you know? And so I, I hope Jen Shaw is smart enough to realize that, but who knows? Did we get jury trial dates? Because I think the next hearing was on the last hearing was on August 10th. We didn't get any motions or any types of orders from the judge or the court. We did have a document that was filed under seal today. Again, we don't know what that is, but I think we need to talk about the most important thing that happened. Uh, the, the stew chains of it all. Oh no. I'm talking about Jen Shaw's outfit. She wore to court. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. I w I want to talk about the, Eventually, I want to talk about the letter from Stu Chains. Oh, okay. So really quickly, just shocked by the outfit that Jen Shaw wore to court. Everyone's saying that it's a Seinfeld shirt, whatever. It's not even the shirt that offends me. It's the belt and it's just the overall look. And something hilarious that I took away from reading like a couple articles like page six wrote about is that the court clerk said, yeah, I knew that it was that I knew that it was um either a porn star or a reality star. You got to be professional because you don't want anyone to know anything about yeah. any part of you when you get to court. Oh, okay. Sorry. So quickly, I want to issue a, a, a correction. The trial dates are set for March 7th of 2022. That does not necessarily mean that her trial is going to actually start that day because he could take a plea before then. And there's always grounds to continue. So that's why I was saying, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't start until this time next year. Oh yeah. Like, and you know, I mean, knowing this, knowing Jen Shaw, I mean, she's got to get another attorney between now and then. Yeah. I don't think Chandra is going to last. No, Chandra is going to be like, yo, like love you girl. But also like, what the fuck? Yeah, I like don't know love- anything about this woman. This is all speculation. No, but anyways, what's the stew chains? Cause okay. let's wrap this baby up. Let's wrap this baby up. But this is like something that I found very important. So when, when the letter that I'm about to read to you was released out into the common public, 
everyone's all, oh my God, Stu Chains is flip-flopping and he's going to let mention it all about Jen Shaw and he's turning on her. Can I tell you, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, are you serious? Oh, you've been doing so much. So, so basically, so basically this letter was sent. Hold on one second. If you want to pull it up, do you want to or no? No, I want you to, I want to go in blind. Okay. Okay. So, so on August 4th, 2021, Stu Chains' attorney wrote the following letter. Dear Judge Stein, I represent Stuart Smith in the above referenced case, which is just like the case. In response to the court's order of August 3rd, 2021, okay, setting a pretrial conference okay, on August 10th, 2021 at 2 p.m. to establish firm dates for trial, I hereby represent to your honor that Mr. Smith is working diligently towards resolution of his case. Oh yeah. I, oh, I am confident. Yeah. I am confident that his case will be resolved without the necessity of trial. And I hereby request that we be excused from the August 10th, 2021 hearing. Oh, hashtag Sheena. It's all happening. Ooh. Really? Okay, so tell me about this because people were like, oh, he's flip-flopping. Why do we think he's flip-flopping based on this letter? So I would love to know because the government can be negotiating with a co-defendant and counsel in potentially getting some type of leniency with a sentence, some something that could reduce the amount of time that he serves. I doubt in this case that they would let him walk and give him full immunity, but I wouldn't be surprised if they give him some type of leniency because he's not like the, he's not that tier. He's not the number one guy in the group. He's he's definitely not the number one guy in the group. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they offered him something like 18 months in prison for, you know, and potentially like six of those months or the remainder, most of those months, I'm sorry, being on an ankle monitor at home. And then for him to testify against Jen Shaw. But the thing is, is like, if they did do that, and if they did grant him some type of immunity or some type of leniency, if he were to testify in trial, that information has to be, will be disclosed to the jury. What do you mean by that? So like, whatever the jury says is going to be known. No. So the jury will know that he potentially took some type of reduced sentence to testify, which just reduces credibility a bit. Yeah. So it goes to credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I would be like, well, obviously you'd say anything to get less time. Wow, I wouldn't be surprised because Sue Chains has a wife, and he at least seems like he has some morals, unlike our Jenny Shaw, aka. I don't Janet. know. The, I don't know why you think that. Why do you think that? The only reason it looks like he has morals is because he went by I don't know Stu Chains. I don't know. That's not even. I like- think I think that he is insecure, and he got wrapped up in the ego of Jen Shaw. And I think if you were to take Jen Shaw away from it, he's probably a normal dude who has a family who. But don't wants you to- wonder, don't you wonder, like we think, yeah, I think that he- based on us knowing Stu Chains for, if you think about it, literally maybe four minutes. But I think that he's impressionable and he's insecure. And I think that I would, agree. you know, it's like the perfect person to be taken advantage of with a Ponzi scheme. Oh, so and, you know, he little. wasn't going to be. If he wasn't going to be a co-defendant, he would have been a victim. Interesting argument. That's just my take. But anyways, 
are we wrapping up? I mean, I'm ready to wrap up. It's eight o'clock. I'm let's let's wrap up because I'm going to go jacuzzi. And I do apologize if you guys can hear the seagulls chirping in the background. Wow. That is so bougie of you. The seagulls cheering in the background. I was going to say, like, I'm so sorry if you can hear my window AC unit buzzing in the background. Either but way, have- we're both in fine places. You have AC. That's so nice. Okay, wait, before we go, though, like, do you have a citizen's crime of the week or whatever it was that we were talking about? Yeah, because I don't think my last one got posted. What was it? The um, lint that is stacked in a dryer that people don't take out. No, literally, Kasha, you stopped talking about yours. So, yeah. Clean out that your is- fucking lint filters, you criminals. What is wrong with you? So we were living with our family. God bless them. But we had to share a washer and dryer. Yeah. And I do not understand how people do not pull the lint out of the dryer vent. I think it should every- invalidate your renter's insurance policy or homeowner's insurance policy if you don't. It should invalidate it. every single dry because one, first of all, it's a you could catch your house on fire. Second of all, it's a waste of energy. Like, why are we sitting here? Cause then you're, you're like, Oh my God, my clothes aren't dry. It's like, I wonder why. Cause there's 14 inches of dryer, like lint in the fucking vent. Like, what did you expect to have happen? Yeah. And that is, that's my criminal behavior for the week. And also my criminal behavior for the week is love Island us. Um, we really need to step your game up because UK is putting us to fucking shame as it does every year oh my god uk knows how i mean obviously because they're the ones that created love island but us is an embarrassment i agree if this were the olympics we wouldn't even medal we wouldn't even podium no for sure yeah for sure i agree with that what are yours Okay, so my criminal behavior, that's a great question, Cash. So we live in a state where you can turn right on a red light. What? Oh, no, I just feel like you're going to have like 10. No, I mean, I could, you know that I love to complain. If you give me a platform to complain, I'll do it. So today I'm going to complain about, we live in, a, in an area where you can turn right on a red light. Yeah. Turn right on red. It's just something you can do. I know in some fucked up places like Arizona, you can't do that here in California. You can't when you don't turn right on the red light and you can, you're a fucking criminal. I literally don't know what to tell you. You stolen my time. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad now. You should automatically get your license suspended. Oh, at minimum jail time. Because I can understand that you're stressed out. There's a lot of traffic. There could and potentially you're just like, be pedestrians. You're like, go, go, go. Yeah. When you're the second person, you're like, go. Oh, you know what else is criminal behavior? Nervous drivers. Like people, oh. it just made me think of like people that are at the right hand, like getting ready to make a right on a red where they're like going, stopping, going, stopping. And then they just sit there and it's like, I understand you're anxious, but all you have to do is look left and right to see if there's a pedestrian or a car. If there isn't, then guess what? You have the right away and you put your blinker on and you go. Cash the people who drive under 65 on the freeway. I know. Can I tell you something that I'm obsessed with? Yeah. Okay. So because I took the bar exam, George Glass bought me an iPad because he loves me. So tell us, what did you receive the first night of your bar exam? So the first night of my bar exam, I received a huge box from Lush. 
that was chock fucking full with the most luxurious bath bombs, body bars, bubble bars, lotion bars. I mean, I'm still going through it. Like I'm still using stuff from in it. Like oh, I don't yay. think it'll ever I don't think it'll ever empty. And like you guys, I'm a bath gal. Like I will take oh. a bath once a day. Minimum. I will not I will never live in a house that doesn't have a bath. I almost sacrificed it for Ooh. the man that I love, but both people that I love more than myself like talked me out of it. So Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I couldn't do it. So yeah, I mean, it was just really nice. And so the thing that I was going to say is the thing that I love the most is that my Bragler Apple Pencil magnetically sticks to my iPad. Well, but when did you get your iPad? The second day. Like after I had finished the exam, I was like, oh my God, I'm like crying, laying in bed, like my body hurts. And he just goes, oh, he gave me the pencil the first day and then the iPad the right. second day. Yeah. Because I was like, he goes, I know that like, I, he goes, I just want to give you like a little bit of your present because like you've worked so hard. And then he gives me an Apple pencil and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Give me the rest. But it was like the most amazing thing ever. Anyway, I'm in love. Oh, I'm so excited. So now onward and upward. And when onward do we find out our results? Have pen will travel. Um. November 16th, I believe, or 12th or something. Okay. So at some point in November. I mean, they really make you work for it. So let's all say our prayers. Let's manifest that Lauren gets a house and that she gets a job. We would love the she, job. And that she passes the bar. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Like, oh, follow us on Instagram. I cannot believe I always forget to do this. Follow us on Instagram, allegedly Bravo. Follow us on Twitter at allegedly Bravo. Please buy our t-shirt so that cash can get a breast reduction and I can get, what did I want? Rent. Oh, right. I wanted to pay my rent so I could pay my rent. (laughs) It's the important things. It's the important things. Anyway, please don't review us. Just leave that whole entire thing alone. Oh, Just- what are you talking about? No, re- please review us. Leave us the sweetest comments. Do not be like the one-star wo- woman who said we are homophobic. It's the last thing that Lauren and I are. And it's just funny reading that comment. And, the w- and we do recognize that that's somebody's perspective of our conversation. But just know that whenever we openly talk about anything, it's never done with ill intent and that we're doing it in a fun satirical, like we're laughing, we're having a good time. It's never meant to hurt anyone's feelings. So if you do want to write us a review, please make it nice. And let's show that one star. What's up. Oh, you're so brave cash. Like Why? I don't, I'm just, so I will never read it. So like I said, us. buy our merch, let buy us get rent in a breast reduction. It's all we want. Okay. It's the little things in life. It's the little things in life. It's all we want. Okay. Okay. We love you guys. Okay. Bye.